This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Week, a sharpshooter wrenching the best out of the last seven days. I'm your host, James Willems, joined by Scorpio Sky. You know I like that intro if you say sharpshooter. Uh, mm-hmm. James, you know I'm on the road because mm-hmm. you can look at my background and tell it looks like unfolded laundry. Uh, what a week. <laughs> what a week. How are things going with you? I'm not. I'm just going to jump right into the show this week because I feel like we have some pretty big news involving you. If you're feeling froggy, jump, baby. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one doing that much jumping, though. You're going to be doing a lot of jumping off the top of a ladder. What is up? Just announced at Dynamite, you are going to be competing in a ladder match at Revolution. <laughs> what is the, what's the deal here? This kind of if for me, this kind of came out of nowhere. But I want to hear. I want to hear what's going on here. Face of the Revolution ladder match, mm-hmm. March seventh. Revolution pay-per-view. Uh, for me, first match back coming off a of torn meniscus. You know me, mm-hmm. I like to dive into deep water yeah, nice. <laughs> and see if I can swim without getting wet. Listen, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I realize that today a lot of people kind of think of it as a TV business and the TV matches are the most important ones and, and that sort of thing. But as an old school guy, pay-per-view is still where it's at for me. And I'm extremely excited to be back on pay-per-view in a marquee match. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It said the winner gets a TNT title shot. Um, and I, I'm just really excited to see what you can do on that ladder because, you know, we talk every single week. And, you know, I'm aware of your 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 torn meniscus there. And I just love the fact that you <laughs> have decided <laughs> there's uh, the doctor goes, you know what? You're ready. <laughs> and then he hands you a ladder. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't turn down uh, a match like this. You know, mm-hmm. I would if I had if I had to cut my leg off and and crawl into the ring, I would do it <laughs> because, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's a huge opportunity just to be on pay-per-view in a marquee match and you know you're in a match with cody cody's in Mm -hmm. it anytime you're attached to the name cody Rhodes, it's big and pinta is in it and then who knows who else is in it we got three more guys that still need to be announced and i I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's going to be this coming week on dynamite or if it's going to be a complete surprise but i'm waiting to find out just like the rest of the fans are it, obviously, it's hard to it's hard to devise a strategy without even knowing the entirety of your competition. But do you have like have you started concocting any plans, any things that you want to really do in this match to in, ensure a victory? <laughs> there, yeah, I mean, the strategy is climb the ladder, and mm-hmm. hopefully, you can do it before the other five guys do it. That's the yeah. strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as really as simple as it as that. Spe- you know, you can't really strategize yeah. too much. Speaking as a non-professional wrestler who's never competed in a ladder match, I have one bit of advice for you. Don't do the thing where you get onto the second rung and decide that's a good time to take a breather. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know, like I, a lot of people will make comments on like, like, why do the guys climb the ladder so slow? It's it is a little intimidating to be perfectly honest with you because it, I mean, if you put a ladder on, you know, the ring is plywood 
uh, on top of wooden beams mm-hmm. and then a little bit of cushioning on top of that and then the, the, the canvas. So needless to say, this is not a steady surface. It's not like setting a, a, a ladder on concrete where it's not mm-hmm. going to go anywhere and it's going to be solid. As you're climbing, that thing is rocking back and forth. And even if you can't see it, it's still rocking. Uh, you know, if you try to jump off of it, it might shoot out from under you. Like it's very, very unsteady. So you kind of do have to take your time as you're climbing up. And, uh, you know, man, it's, 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 it's a dangerous match. It's yeah, not okay. just a gimmick. It's a dangerous match. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's one of those things you go into it, you know, you're going to get a little bit banged up. You're going to get hurt. Plus, you know, it, it gets very, very cold out there in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. out here in Jacksonville, you know, so it's going to be, you know, hopefully not, but it could be down in the 40 degrees and, you know, mm-hmm. everything hurts more when, you know, when it's that cold. So, you know, that episode of Wrestling with the Week after after that match, uh, it's going to be an extra like, ugh, Yeah. Well, ugh, what a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to feel it for sure. Yeah. Well, you're also going to have a TNT title shot. So I'm very excited for that episode after uh, after Wrestling with the Week because I'll be cheering for you. I'm very excited. Um, it, it sounds like it sounds like beating up beating up the best is is kind of what the mantra is because we might as well just jump into talking a little bit about dynamite this week some of the standout moments for me was brian cage powerbombing sting (laughs) i just sting sting, the legend sting i just love the idea of him thinking like you know what I have more to do. I'm coming back. I'm getting back into the ring again. I, you know, there's just more for me to do and say, and then getting power bombed by one of the largest, strongest men I've ever seen in my life. Did you see Sting's face after though? I mean, he, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looked like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I were like, was this a good idea? <laughs> yeah. like, maybe, maybe I sure he can handle bat. himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like when yeah. he threw the bat down, I was like, that's not a good idea. Mm-mm. Why would you do that? It's not How about Taz's out. son, though? He jumped right in there, too. Gra- jumped on Sting. Didn't work, but, you know, he yeah. tried. <laughs> yeah. It takes it takes balls. I mean, I think it takes balls to go against Sting in any capacity. I was just like, man, oof. I just feel like it's been a long time since I've seen a powerbomb that, like, hurt me that much. It did so, look like it hurt. It did look like yeah. it hurt. I, I mean, I, I've just talked about the ring is not, you know, we know when I was growing up, everyone thought the ring was like a trampoline or a mm-hmm. mattress. And it it took me about one bump in wrestling school to realize I had been lied to my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just thinking Brian Cage, as big as he was, or big as he is, mm-hmm. uh, lifting Sting up and power bombing him, right? I mean, it was a high power bomb, too. He was not nice about it. Like, he yeah. brought it. And, um, yeah, welcome back, Stinger. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, Sting. Um, I you mentioned you mentioned wrestling on trampolines. I just want to ask you real quick. This is a complete aside, but about like your history with wrestling. Did you were you one of those kids who had a backyard trampoline or whose whose neighbor had a backyard trampoline, and then you would practice wrestling moves on it, or was it like your first time, like wrestling, getting into like a training facility and like really feeling it? No, I was definitely a backyard wrestler, but not on a trampoline because I always thought the trampoline was a little dangerous, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, I was always afraid of hitting one of those side beams. Like, have mm-hmm. you seen that episode of The Simpsons where, like, Otto is jumping up on, on – they got that, like, cursed trampoline and Otto's jumping up on it and he flips. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 
Ooh, and he like hits the side. He's like, oh. yeah. Like I was always yeah. worried about like that happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, I would do like mattresses, or we would have like makeshift rings, or just in the grass, like which okay. is hard, but eh, yeah, whatever. Still safer than than springing springing off and then landing halfway in. And I always thought my foot was going to go. I also did backyard wrestling, and it started with a trampoline, but then we quickly upgraded. We built a ring out of plywood and i think i'm realizing now because i was a young kid and then there were older kids in the neighborhood that were like building it in their backyard and i'm pretty sure they stole most of that carpet and insulation that they we used as the padding um but yeah we we built this big ring and then the uh the turnbuckles essentially were built up from the plywood that made the base of the ring and uh, and within our first pay-per-view, which was like we had, we would train, but then we would film full pay-per-views. Our first pay-per-view, one one of the kids went to go up the turnbuckle and it immediately completely destroyed like that whole half of the ring because it was just attached. It was like a piece of two by four attached to plywood. Um, oh, jeez. And uh, and so we, we were like, oh, no, that's really dangerous. So we learned our lesson by getting a longer piece of two by four or whatever <laughs> and going all the way into the ground. And then we we're like, okay, now we can do superplexes. My, uh, my buddy Leroy had a pretty good uh, makeshift ring built in his backyard. Uh, and one of the cool things that he did was he actually took a ladder and he didn't open it. He kept it folded shut mm-hmm. and uh, like they like tied it to the turnbuckle or the ring post. Mm-hmm. So you could actually do moves off the top rope, you know, mm. because like obviously you couldn't do it off the ropes. The ropes were probably like, uh, you know, what are those called? Those, yeah. uh, ca- you know, spring cables or whatever yeah. with the hooks. Those were probably the ropes, but like you can go to the top rope because that ladder was there attached to it. And so I would do like 450s off of it and all kinds of like swantons and like, yeah, that was some fun days. But, you know, when I was 16 or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like the young, young me. Yeah, well, I hate to break to you, but present you is going to have to jump off the top of a ladder <laughs> pretty soon for revolution. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're describing it as though this life is behind you, but it is very much in front of you, very, very close in front I of you. I'm going to be doing a 450, I'll tell you that. Well, maybe not. I was saying. <laughs> well, maybe, who we'll knows? <laughs> I, feel like you would, I feel like you would have to go for more rotations. If you're coming from that, 450 is the amount of spins mm. one can do off the height of the top turnbuckle. But off the height of a ladder, you could probably make it another rotation and a half. I haven't done a 450 in a match in so many years. Like, you mm-hmm. would hear it. Because I'd be up there and I'd jump up and I'd get in that and you'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's why I'm like doing my rotation. You'd probably mm-hmm. hear it. People are like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is... Yeah, I don't the, look. This is this is only just an, another stupid personal wrestling story for me. But when I was training for my match, um, I was peer pressured into doing a 450 off the top of a turnbuckle. And it's funny because the person who peer pressured me was uh, John Morrison. <laughs> Which I just think is, is a weird like life story of like of all the things he was uh, on the documentary did. He was one of the trainers who who jumped in to like help us learn stuff and i mean knowing who he is it's just like he was just like yeah just get up there and do it and i'm like that's something you can say but i don't know that i could do it and it was just like pure person like oh you don't gonna be scared you're gonna be scared come on just just do a full front flip off the top of a turnbuckle 
And then eventually I did it, but still. It's weird. Oh, man. The peer pressure, man. The like, peer pressure. Yeah, I can't tell you how many things I've done because mm-hmm. someone was like, come on, don't be a bitch. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, like, why I got to be a bitch, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, well, whatever. Speaking, speaking of uh, peer pressure, obviously a ladder match is pretty dangerous. What are your thoughts on a ring that explodes? Uh, whew. me personally, probably pass, but, uh, yeah. I know a couple of guys that may or may not, or let's just go ahead and eliminate all doubt that will be uh-huh. competing in this type of match also on May or March 7th at mm-hmm. revolution. And let's, uh, let's get into that. Why don't we? Yeah, let's get into it. So Kenny Omega and John Moxley are going to be wrestling in a match that I feel like I haven't ever seen in this country like i yeah, did, like I, right. I don't know it's it's for so for people who aren't familiar um uh, let's just go from straight from the beginning wrestling matches generally take place in a ring and normally by the end of that match <laughs> right. that ring still exists um but in the world of i feel like for the most part uh japanese professional wrestling there have been some really wild things. Of course, we we have, you know, massive steel cages and we have ladder matches and stuff like that. But one of the things that I feel like never really crossed the ocean was the concept of an exploding ring match, which is where the ring itself is wired to explode after generally a certain amount of time. So you either win the match and get out of the ring in what, like say, let's say 30 minutes or something like that, or both or more competitors remaining in the ring blow up when the ring also explodes. That is pretty correct. I was actually just doing a quick little uh, Google search on Mm -hmm. my phone to see if, uh, you know, what comes up. And I was going to say, because there are a lot of people that listen to the show that, you know, are not wrestling fans or are new mm-hmm. to the wrestling business uh, or are just casual wrestling fans. And so I just wanted to see what would come up if I did search exploding ring match. So mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend anyone go over to the Google machine and type that in and mm-hmm. you, you're going to see a couple of gifts and, and, and then, Hopefully that inspires you to like, okay, I've got to see more of this. And yeah. on March 7th, you can see uh, two of the best uh, in the entire world, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley going at it again. These guys have, have had a couple of real good fights. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a pay-per-view from last year, or actually it may have been late 2009 where they had uh, another like no DQ match where they, they pulled the... Uh, they pulled the padding off of the ring and they were wrestling right on the, on the, the wood and just mm-hmm. crazy stuff they were doing. And so uh, if they were doing that in that kind of match, yeah. now you throw in barbed wire and explosions, yeah. it's going to be pretty insane. And, and I definitely think people should tune in and check that Let's, out again, man, pay-per-view like <laughs> AEW. We only do uh, four or five pay-per-views a year, mm-hmm. so it's really special. It kind of is a throwback to when you know we were all growing up. Nowadays, there's pay-per-views every few weeks, mm-hmm. but when we were growing up, there were like four pay-per-views, and every single time there was a pay-per-view was a big deal. And, you know, your friends came over, or you know, it's like you're begging your parents, please, please let me order this. I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. you know, I'll mow the lawn. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll get good grades. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. Please, just let me order this pay per view. And mm-hmm. uh, 
we are throwing it back to that. We, you know, we do a few pay-per-views a year, so they are all special. They are all big. And that's why, to me, uh, to actually be able to be a part of the pay-per-view in a marquee match is mm-hmm. huge um, because it, it, you know, only, there's only so many spots in, on that card. And so going back to the main event, uh, an exploding ring match, you're not going to see that. Again, uh, like you said, I don't know if I've seen this actually take place in the United States. It, it, and, and, and if it has, it has not been done at this level, that I can guarantee you. So yeah. casual wrestling fans, non-wrestling fans, diehard wrestling fans, this is definitely one. Uh, I sound like a salesman, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm being uh, completely real. This is not one you want to miss. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I, I also I always hand do... talking today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to this like, guy. Da, 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 Watch da, his da, hand while he talks. I'm doing so much with what's with the hand. You know. Well, uh, you see, I just uh <laughs> I believe you more when you're waggling your hand in front right. of my face. You're like Weird a magician. Head movements too. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I love I love also how it's referred to as a like it's an exploding. Also barbed wire death match. I'm like, honestly, like, yeah, I'm a little scared of the barbed wire, but if I read the explosion, you had me at explosion. The fact that you're just throwing in some barbed wire, it just seems like that's extra, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you got to yeah. throw the barbed wire in there. I haven't done too much with barbed wire myself because uh, I'm a sane person. That's what but I was going <laughs> to say. You're sane. Yeah. I'm not a crazy person. So, yeah. you know, usually I see barbed wire. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go that way. It is that mm-hmm. way. I'm going to go that way. But, uh, hey, these guys are doing it. And uh, it, it's a world championship on the line. So, mm-hmm. you can do it's what gonna you got to awesome. do. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited for Evolution. There's a bunch of other matches that we also saw kind of set up but uh you know there's going to be hangman which i think this is a fun contrast because it's still going to be i know it's going to be a great match but hangman page versus matt hardy there on the one hand we have two uh two athletes who are willing to blow themselves up to win the championship and on the other hand we have two guys who are like i will give you my salary for the last four weeks <laughs> like it's like <laughs> <laughs> they're going to beat the hell out of each other in that match. But the funny thing is the stakes are like, are, they're, they're, they're fighting for each other's cushy salary versus <laughs> not blowing up. Uh, I, I sign me up for that kind of match. There's a lot of yeah. guys. I'd, I'd love to get their salary for a couple of weeks. Woo. Let's go. Yeah. You're, you're going to be looking down <laughs> from that ladder going like, oh, gosh, why can't I get I'll, that I'll, salary I'll, match? I will tell you, I've done a couple of ladder matches, uh, you know, bringing this back to me. Mm-hmm, please do. <laughs> like, uh, please do. I've done a couple of ladder matches, and I remember one time, uh, I and this was in a pretty decent-sized company in the United States, I had a what was a really good ladder match. It was like a three-way tag ladder match. or No, it was a six-man ladder match, six-man tag ladder match. And uh, I remember we we went all out and we, we had, it was tables and there were ladders and it was, it was absolutely crazy. And then I, I was rewarded a nice $150 for it. And so beautiful. Like, beautiful. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. So mm-hmm. you know, well, yeah. uh, to have someone else's salary, I would have loved to it uh, to have, especially that night. Yeah. But it kept you thirsty, right? Like literally thirsty. Cause you couldn't afford water. <laughs> Thirst. Hungry. <laughs> Gas is uh, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of paying the bills, I want to talk about us. I want to talk about this podcast, and I want to talk about something we brought up last week. This is episode six, and you know what that means. 
We are We're not, not canceled, canceled yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And since we aren't canceled yet, we uh, last week we mentioned that maybe it's a good idea to create not canceled yet T-shirts. Um, and so we had two designs that we kind of mocked up. I love them both. And and so we decided Same. to toss it out to you guys to decide which one you prefer. Uh, one, one we'll call the not canceled yet shirt and the other one called the not canceled yet shirt um and we put out the poll and 68 percent said they want the not canceled yet overwhelming shirt um and so we're gonna we're gonna figure out we're gonna get that up on the store and uh you guys can pick up uh not canceled yet shirt um because we aren't eric how do you feel about this uh, I'm feeling good. I think that the, uh, both shirts were uh, equally great. We have an mm-hmm. excellent design team who mm-hmm. made something that was exactly what we asked for, but gave mm-hmm. us variations, which is always fun. Uh, what I'm doing now, I'm already in talks with the guys. Listen, we're a big time podcast. Things are moving uh-huh. and shaking. Yep. It's the way yep. it goes. So yep. I'm already in talks with the store to get this up for everyone to order as soon as possible. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram at WWTWPOD. Let us know what you think of the shirt. Let us know when you pick one up and they're mm-hmm. We're going to let you know when they're on sale and you're going to go. Ooh, I can't get enough of this shirt. I love mm-hmm. it. So that's this how is, I feel. When you get those shirts, yeah. tag us, please. Yeah. Tag yeah, us, yeah. WWPOD. Tag mm-hmm. uh, James Willems Feet. Tag Scorpio Sky. I want to see people yeah. in those shirts, man. I do too. Yeah. You know, I, I just I have to make a confession. This is the sixth episode we've done of this, and I'm just finding out, figuring out now that POD is short for pod and not the band. You thought, you thought our, we we had we, we were like we were the, the youth of the nation. I thought we were the youth of the nation. <laughs> you thought no the podcast no, with a I bunch didn't of guys. Think that. What do you? I'm not. Don't make that face like you think I'm being serious. I'm a comedian. My God. I know. I know. I saw I know. an opportunity to make a pod joke a and joke. I left at it. Okay. If we have another user handle that ends with puddle of mud, I'm going to make the same joke. Listen. One of my you, buddies used to call them muddle of pud. I don't know why, but like not. Not on purpose. He just uh-huh. he, oh, just he couldn't them, say it. Yeah, he just called a muddle of pud for some reason. This mm. is this is the oldest this podcast has ever been. This is we are yeah. talking yeah. about we bands from like the late nineties, yeah. and there are just get. kids who were born in the late nineties going late who's puddle of mud. Yeah, Hold on. that whole not canceled yet thing. Yeah, <laughs> we may have mud. to change the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shirt. Let me put this shirt, t-shirt I'm wearing over because come you can't clean. Really see it. The album "Come Clean" was 2001. All right. Whoa. What? Look at that. Oh, look at that. That's Ooh. great. They loved each other, but in a in a trainer trainee kind of way. This is us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a that romance. <laughs> Except I don't, I don't think Apollo I'm faster Creed's than rocking. you. I don't think I'm faster than you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you need to go train in Cali. Well, you know, you're in Cali. Find mm-hmm. that gym, mm-hmm. you know, with all the guys that are looking all the eye of the tiger. And then, you know, they, yeah, uh, they still have the fight in them. They can jump rope really well. Teach me how to I do one arm push ups. A die hard Rocky fan. Yeah. Like I'm over the top. Another Stallone reference. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Rocky fan. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, are you a Rocky guy? Oh, I love Rocky. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. 
Thank God. Well, I don't know if we would have got what, along. <laughs> I want to know what kind of person goes, don't care for it. No, that beautiful underdog story, the masterpiece, <laughs> some of the greatest sports films of all time. Mm, nah, not into it. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. You never know. I mean, I haven't seen Star Wars, so there might be some people out there that haven't uh, you know, so. watched Rocky. I love I love every single one of them. Even mm-hmm. five. When uh, When Frankie and Chris and I were in China last year, we... Mm-hmm spent our last few hours in China, our final night, uh, order, we went and got some Papa John's pizza. Nice. And of course. I ordered uh, a local I delicacy. <laughs> yeah, local delicacy. <laughs> it's good Chinese food. Uh-huh. Um, and I bought uh, or I rented Rocky Five off YouTube on my phone. And, and one of our, one of the AEW uh, crew guys had a connection so we can hook it up from my phone to the TV. And mm-hmm. because we had been talking about Rocky Five for like weeks at that mm-hmm. point, we're like, we got to watch it. Tommy and Gunn. So we, we, yeah, we had Tommy Gunn. Though, and George Washington Duke, one of the best heels in movie history. Mm-hmm. Like he had so many low key hotlines. Like, and one of my favorite ones is this. He says, uh, do you like reaching in your pocket and only feeling your leg? <laughs> like, 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 it was so good. Like, mm-hmm. and then even the end when, like, you know, Rocky's looking at him like this guy's a total dick the entire movie, and Rocky's looking at him like he wants to drill him, and everyone mm-hmm. is looking at Rocky, look at him, hoping Rocky drills him. And what mm-hmm. does he tell Rocky? He looks at him right in his face and he says, "Touch me and I'll sue." <laughs> Come mm-hmm. on, punk. Touch mm-hmm. me and I'll sue. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? That's the best heel ever. Like, like, it's, it's so good. It's been so long since I've seen Rocky V, and I know why it falls kind of in the hierarchy of things because it it became, that's when it really became a cartoon. Like, they were like, you know what? Screw it. Don King's in this movie. You know what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Gunn, the boxer, is in this movie. <laughs> They're literally just like doing whatever they want to. Well, you know, Rocky originally, like they wanted him to die at the end of that movie. Mm. Like, which would have been the worst film in yeah. movie history. Like, let's see. Okay, let's take this beloved character that we've built and an, uh, an intimacy with with the audience for four movies and mm-hmm. however many years. Yeah. Uh, let's start the movie off by letting people know he has brain damage now and he can't yeah. fight anymore. Now, let's continue this story by saying he lost all of his money because his brother-in-law did some sort of bad business deal. So now he's poor and he has to move back into... Mm -hmm. Uh, the ghetto where he started. Then he gets on his feet a little bit by finding a young up and coming boxer who is, reminds him of himself, trains Mm -hmm. him, builds him up, who eventually turns on him, gets into a street fight and the boxer kills him in a street fight. The end. Like, why is that a movie anyone would want to see? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, and we, we need to maybe get a movie rant uh, lower or something for this segment in the future. But the interesting thing is that, when you see something like Rocky V, you you realize, oh, there is a good story there, which we eventually got to with Creed, right? Like, because yes. because Rocky Balboa is a great film, and uh, Creed and Creed Two are also amazing films. And if yeah. you think about like Creed, it is kind of the same idea of what Rocky V maybe was going to go for. It's like, okay, well, you know, the old champ Rocky is such a, he's a shadow of the past, but there's this new young guy and he can kind of see like how he can leave his mark there and how he still has this drive to win. But you know, the uh, Michael B. Jordan 
character in that is way more dynamic than Tommy Gunn and their relationship is way more real. And then you can like the stakes of what he's lost aren't financial. You see, he's kind of a lonely old man, you know, yeah. in most cases. And so, yeah, it is interesting. And an out of touch old man and, too, and, yeah, because exactly. like he doesn't understand technology, which is always funny to us for mm-hmm. some reason. It's like, ha yeah. they don't get what, what I understand. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, you know, the, the part that sticks out in me is when Rocky, uh, writes up the training, uh, you know, uh, the training, uh, regimen for him and, uh, Creed takes a picture of it on his phone and then mm-hmm. he, you know, leaves the paper and he's like, Hey, don't you want to take this? And, and yeah, he's like, yeah. I, I got it right here. And he's like, what if you lose that little phone? And he's like, it's up in the cloud. And Rocky's like, yeah, cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so good. I, yeah, I love that. He's dynamic. great. He's, he's, he's basically, um, uh, he's from Cobra Kai. He's Johnny <laughs> yeah. from Cobra Kai, except yes. Johnny's like only supposed to be in his whatever forties or fifties or something like that. Yeah. Rocky's yeah. Completely out of touch. Rocky in the Creed movies is like everyone's grandfather at that point. Like everybody mm-hmm. loves him at that point. Like he went from being like the cool action, like, Oh, I want to be like that guy in, in, the Rocky movies and then in the Creed movies, he's like, he's like your dad, he's your grandfather, mm-hmm. he's your uncle. And you're like, oh man, like I just want to give him a big hug and 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 hang out with him. But yeah, you know, there's our Rocky segment. Great, great, <laughs> great movies. All of them are great. Love them all. My wife, all she absolutely if I told her right now, like in the middle of the day when we have stuff to do, I was like, You want to watch Rocky 4? She'd go, Yes. Like without hesitation. <laughs> so good. Just so good. <laughs> This episode of Wrestling of the Week is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey, fellas, we are in the thick of winter and everyone's searching for that Yeti. But the last thing you want to happen is for them to find it in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with the beautiful snowballs you actually want. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced potentially to none. Smooth. They're going to look like ice. The trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi. That's what it's. Who trims in the jacuzzi, you monster? Maybe you are a Yeti. Uh, Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. The performance package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Have you ever noticed how nasty nose hair and ear hair is? People tell me all the time, you look disgusting. Trim yourself. Uh, in fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Um, wait, hold on. Did you poll my partner? Who said that? <laughs> anyway, that's why I use the best tools for the job. Uh, this bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver, which is a deodorant, and Crop Reviver, which I guess wakes your balls up. They say toner, but I think it's a good thing to wake them up in the morning. Um, more importantly, you get 20% off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code WEEK. That's W-E-E-K. Uh, 20% off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code WEEK. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. I read that for the first time. And now it's all I can picture. That Rocky um, segment was so not on the format. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't on the show. I'm looking forward to anywhere. You, in the I'm uh, 
I wouldn't mind telling you, uh, I on this before I t- got on this trip, I picked up a new pair of sneakers. Okay, I got some NMDs. I did just get another pair of sneakers before these. But yeah, the day before I this trip, I, I bought some NMDs because I wanted okay. a new... I always travel in Adidas. I, I may uh-huh. have said that on this show before because they're just very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I was looking for on this trip, I, I usually tend to always, when I want my Adidas, I want something that is going to be multifunctional in the sense mm-hmm. of I want something that will look good with jeans, mm-hmm. but at the same time look sporty in the sense of you know i can wear my track pants with them and i can wear them to the gym because Mm -hmm. you know i can only pack so many pairs of shoes on each trip so if i can have like my main pair that i travel in which is comfortable um Mm -hmm. i can i can rock a casual outfit with jeans um but at the same time i could throw on a pair of shorts and get to the gym so this Mm -hmm. covers you know multiple things on this trip so yeah i mean uh this might be another idea for you some uh they look really they look, I mean, I, I might just be shoe blind and, and like sometimes shoes look like shoes, but I have a pair of shoes that look very similar to that. I don't think that they are exactly those, but it's very stretchy and like you ba- it's like basically slide my foot in. And those those were up until about a year ago, my gym shoes. Um, and so those but those look very familiar. I did find something. I did okay. find something, though, and I texted Eric. <laughs> I texted Eric a couple days ago and I said, hey, how much budget do we have in the show? Because can you buy me these shoes? And so here are the shoes that I that I found. Ooh. I saw someone tweet them. I just well, I want to get your vibe on these, just the way they look. So you know they're an Adidas pair of shoes, and we'll be more detailed about that. But it's kind of got an orange and teal and like pink color scheme. Yeah, very. I like uh, the colors. Very uh, dark black strokes between kind of all the paneling on the shoes. I don't know the terms, but um, but yeah. So just looking at those shoes, what do you think about those? Are those nice or this shoe in general? I I, I like the silhouette. I've seen mm-hmm. this style of sh- this style of shoe before. I like the colors. Very spring, very summer. I think this works really well. The brown part uh, right before the toe um, with the dots on it is interesting Mm -hmm. and for some reason makes me think of pancakes or waffles or something like this. So immediately I feel like this is a great brunch shoe. Okay. Well, when we were able to go out and uh, there's some places now in LA that are outdoor dining. So if you're going out to brunch, uh, wear your mask. And Mm -hmm. um, also um, uh, you can throw on a pair of sneakers like this and you can have your mimosas and you can have your pancakes or your waffles or whatever. I could be completely off on this, but I like this shoe. I think it's pretty cool and it's an eye catcher. It's interesting that you say that it makes you think of like pancakes or waffles because I think the actual intended design is sesame seeds because these shoes are Simpsons crossover shoes for the Krusty Burger. So Krusty the Clown's burger restaurant, right? And so it's I think it's definitely a call up to the cheeseburger sesame seed motif there. Um well, you could still have a burger at brunch. I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I could see that now. The uh, the sesame seed bun right there is what I was thinking of when I was looking at uh, when I was thinking waffles or pancakes for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I messaged I messaged our producer Eric jokingly and I was like, "Hey, can you buy me these shoes with the budget?" And he and then he responded with, "I'll ask around." And I was like, "I'm just kidding. You don't have to spend our show's budget to buy me shoes." How much are they? I think they're like one fifty. Oh, that's not bad. 
See, we got that. that. This is a multi-million dollar show. We got that's that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, either way, I, I do. I think part of it, though, and this is kind of what we had discussed, is like this This shoe is, was the entry point. I saw it because someone tweeted out, there's a bunch of, I guess, Simpsons crossover shoes. And we had talked about like maybe Street Fighter crossover shoes, things that I'm interested to find a pathway in to kind of the shoe world. Um and so I saw these. There's another one coming that I think is like a quickie mart. Well, these are some. The, then also, uh, here are some Simpsons vans. Uh, yes. That's this is this is more like just art on a shoe, right? Which mm-hmm. I like I the ones these. that are inspired by in a lot yes. of ways. Um, but uh, there are some other ones from Adidas coming that I guess are more similar aspired by. So there's like a quickie mart one coming. And then there's, so they're all like, kind of like the motifs, like you were saying, it looks like a sesame seed bun. But as I was looking into it, it was just showing me related products that were kind of like what you're saying, similar silhouette, similar design style. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, there's some stuff. And so I started marking down some shoes. Like it was getting me in. It was like an entry point. And it was kind of a cool experience for me because that's, you know, if I just went, I'm going to look for shoes, I wouldn't know what to Google, really, to find something cool. But since there was an entry point like that, it kind of got me in, searching around. Uh, Eric, what are your what are your thoughts on on this the shoe and, and uh, the search? And, and are we going to be able to get these for, for our friend James here? Listen, if we can, it, I can start finagling budget. Listen, mm-hmm. we got a new microphone. We got a pop filter. Look <laughs> at how gimmicked out yeah. you are. With like, you're so a whole gimmicked. podcaster now. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. And so, look, if I'm doing that for you, mm-hmm. that's that's it. Show. If we sell enough of these shirts, <laughs> if we sell these not canceled yet shirts, then we can buy James some crusty how many, burger shoes. How many shirts do we need to sell to be able to have the disposable income? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, 60, 66 in 15,000 shirts. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think if we sell, I think if we sell more than a dozen shirts, I can buy you a pair of shoes. Oh, that's not a big, so, that's not a huge reach more than a dozen. No, it's not. And I think, yeah. I think it's a very attainable goal. So I think we could absolutely make these shoes happen, but here's the thing. Then you have to wear them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to wearing the shoes and especially cause I'm not, I think part of it too is if I get something nice, I hate because I would walk my dog and I I have to walk through grass and stuff. So I have like a specific pair of shoes for like fording those conditions. But since I'm inside all the time, if I just decide to have an inside pair of shoes, I'll walk around all day. They'll never make it outside ever. You know, because I'm not going anywhere. So then I would just put them on. I'm not seeing anyone anyway. Oh yeah, I would obviously social media for sure. But like I could I would still wear them on the show. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just so. put the foot up on the, you know, mm-hmm. like, like that. Like, yeah, you get it in the shot. I was say, yeah, we yeah, just do a different, cool. a different camera <laughs> angle for that week. The bottom's kind of dirty. Wait. That was incredible. Oh, no, it's flex- not dirty. Oh, it's, not it's, dirty. it's just, it's just off tone. Uh, it's a gum bottom. Of course, a gum bottom, which was my it's nickname in high school. <laughs> they don't. They're not dirty. It's a gum bottom. But if they're mm-hmm. dirty, who cares? I don't care. But yeah, I'm. Really all over the place on this show. First, this is good. This is a good episode. This is a great episode. And now I'm just like, here, let me put my leg behind my head. Like, (laughs) (laughs) lost lost my cable. (laughs) Oh no! no! He can't hear us. This is what happens. Uh, This is the first episode where you haven't been drinking like an espresso beforehand too. So it's like. 
Well, I, well, it may not be an expresso, but it doesn't mean I haven't been drinking, brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes again. <laughs> we lost it. <laughs> this show's a mess. <laughs> we're falling apart. <laughs> Episode six, headphones. we're falling apart. We were holding on so close. Let it be known the Sean Waltman episode was the final episode of <laughs> It was a good one. <laughs> what is the deal with Sean Waltman and things ending abruptly? I just don't understand. Oh. Um, just kidding. We'd love to have you. Um, yeah. Eric, while we have you, yeah. I want to ask you a question because I want to yeah. get a look at your goatee here. Oh. So yeah. things like things are filling in pretty nicely. You downplayed, so we've on previous episodes, this is our segment called Holla, <laughs> if you hear me, I guess. <laughs> I had no idea that's what we're calling it. But this Love is, it. so uh, Eric promised, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't even think he set a goal for it. We didn't no. even set a challenge. For me, it's generally like, oh, I'll do something if we get a certain number of votes or whatever, interaction. Eric goes, I will do this if, and then he'll do it. Yeah. Um, said that it's... he was going to dye his goatee uh-huh. to resemble... The man, the myth, the legend, Big Papa Pump. Um, holla if you hear me. And look at him kissing his bicep and everything. <laughs> Getting into gimmick. All right. Peaks and freaks, and, baby. And since Eric is trapped inside and has nowhere to go and can't be seen by anyone except for the woman who loves him most, <laughs> who has to suffer for this, uh, he he said he would die as goatee next week is what you're saying yeah so i was gonna do it this week and then Mm -hmm. austin got hit with a storm so Mm -hmm. we have you know there's a little bit of power but you can't drive on the roads i went i'm not a snow guy i'm from southern california too i'm not Mm -hmm. you know i'm not built for the snow unless i'm going to like big bear or mammoth mountain Mm -hmm. i'm like that's that's it so austin got snowed in I went walking. I'm like, I'm going to go walk in the snow. And I went out for four minutes, maybe. And I went, this is stupid. Like, why? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So mm-hmm. because of that, couldn't buy the bleach or I guess beard dye just to do the middle black. But mm-hmm. let me show you this. Um, okay. We Let's have uh, a representation of what I right. exactly will <laughs> yeah, look like. Yeah, this is what it'll be. A hundred percent. Absolutely. It's there's wild I, how the bleach brings out your vascularity. I look great. Listen, I'm just doing I'm I'm going to be doing a lot of push-ups between now and next week and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll get there. It'll he just does a lot of push-ups, right? Is that how he well, gets his bicep to have like that egg shape? No, well, it doesn't he also d- yeah. you also have to have a very high protein low carb mm. diet. So you okay. just got to up the up that chicken and rice, brother. Well, doesn't he have that workout video where he like he does. He does bicep curls with women in bikinis. Yeah, yeah. Isn't I that tr- also? I can try that, but I don't think my wife will like that very much. Scott Steiner's freak show. She, she's yeah, not that's gonna it. Like that very Nuh-uh. much. But if here's the thing: if it does work out and it is a good look and everybody loves it, I will be opening a Shoney's that everyone can come to, and wow. it will be yeah. So come on, come Shoney's. and see me. Um, you holler if you hear me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm, ex- I'm excited. So next week, yeah. as long yeah. I also, I ordered a chainmail hat. Yes. Thing. Yes. So, Heck did yes. you really? Yes. Oh, okay. my I God. Did. I, I swear. I, I ordered one. So now I have to wait for it to get delivered. We'll see when it actually gets here. But yeah. I got to make sure it gets here. And then I'm going to buy some yeah. wraparound glasses. Some. Heck, yeah. Some poor, it. poor bastard is going to 
have to deliver a chain mail thing to you <laughs> in one of the worst snowstorms yeah. Central Texas has ever seen. So, he's probably like, oh, I hope this package is really important. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's supplies. <laughs> and then you it open it supplies. right in front of him on the doorstep. And then you go, my big pup of pup chain mail. Put it on. And then and then slam the door in his face and go. And he can just hear through the door, honey, it's here. <laughs> like, <laughs> he hears it jingling as I run through my house. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be very exciting. Oh. In all seriousness, uh, best wishes, prayers up to everyone in Texas with oh, this, yeah. this terrible storm. I mean, yeah. it's been, I've never seen anything like it uh, no. out there. And, and this is like that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, where mm-hmm. everything's just covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully everybody stays safe um, and, you know, the power can, you know, get restored for everyone. I know a lot of people are without power or are going in and out of power. And so mm-hmm. uh, everyone outside of, uh, you know the the you know big Texas state we are we are with you guys and so yeah. we're, we're hoping for thank you, know, you. we all <laughs> we all appreciate that inside of Texas and I want to give a shout out to Nicholas who's directing and editing this mm-hmm. episode today because he he had power he stepped up to the plate Brian unfortunately lost power wasn't able to get to the studio where he usually operates the show so Nicholas stepped up and decided mm-hmm. he's like hey you know what this is the best show in the world and i will mm-hmm. take up the mantle of director and editor so thank you nicholas for doing that thank you thank nicholas. you nick um i mean honestly i feel like that's that kind of brings us to the end of this show we had some other things that we we could have t- chatted about we had a blue demon update uh, which is basically just more he more he's his career continues to flourish and he still blue refuses demon. to take off his mask of Blue Demon's but, at it again. <laughs> Blue Demon is at it again. Same as the last time. Um, and then Eric had some sort of question about lasagnas, but we'll disregard that. Um, and so, but yeah, no, thank you everyone so much for watching and uh, and listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for every, everyone who participated in the t-shirt poll. Um, and we have plenty of fun and surprises uh, coming in the next couple of weeks, some involving chain mail. Um, and Sky, I'm really excited for this ladder match. Really excited. Me too, man. March 7th, Revolution mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Make sure you guys are watching Dynamite leading up to it. It's going to be a good one. And you are looking at the face of the Revolution and what a face yeah. it is. Yeah, except it's a two-shot of both of us. So just to be clear, he's referring to Sky himself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I am not the face of revolution. You could, be. Uh, I could maybe, be. But... Are you, wait, are you one of the uh, the three guys that hasn't been announced? Oh, yes, maybe. Let's say we're saying it here officially on this podcast. Yes, maybe I am going to <laughs> yes, be maybe. at Revolution March seventh. Um, but if you want to follow us for more information about this podcast, make sure to follow us. Everywhere at WWTW Pod, um, not POD. That's a band. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, of course, you can you can follow uh, Sky and I more intimately if you want to. Where we're always talking about stuff that goes on in the show and and everything else in between at Scorpio Sky and James Willem's feet on Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, what's what's with the off shoulder look? I, I showed a little shoulder because you said intimately. So I just oh, like, yeah, yeah. giving them a little yeah. bit of showing Taste. a little not skin, but you know. Yeah, shape, something. I guess. I something. Don't know. Yeah. Thanks for everyone for uh sticking sticking with us through all mm-hmm. six episodes. Uh 
It's been a blast. I think it's going to get even better. Uh, next week is the seventh episode, which I don't know what we're calling that yet. I don't know. But uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Thank you so much for watching, listening, and we will see you next week.